Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Before we begin, I'd like to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free. One way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com, and sign up for all or some of our awesome courses and instructional videos. You can also purchase products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web, on things like shoes, rifles, podiums, megavoxes, and flagpoles. I know that many times you continue to order your products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you may change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders. Please give us a chance to win your business. So Bobby, speaking of happier, healthier, more productive and more creative, I thought maybe today we could talk about where we're at since people haven't heard from us in a while and, and kind of use those as, you know, categories of, of, of what to talk about today. Does that sound like a good idea? Uh, sounds perfect. It's really good to be back and kind of back in the saddle talking with you and talking to everybody about this. We've had a lot of great feedback and people asking when we were going to come back. And I, I, I'm so honored that we were a part of your car ride to work yeah. <laughs> and I hope we made you laugh and I hope we made you think. And so it's, it's really, um, for us to hear that positive feedback from you. So Jeff, absolutely. The idea of these categories of what makes a band director happier, what makes, him or her healthier, what makes them more productive, what makes them more creative. I think it's a great way to kind of jump back into this and take a, a little bit of a uh, temperature on where we all are right now in the midst of marching season during COVID. All right. Yeah. Just in case somebody's listening to this uh, at an off time of year from when we record it, uh, right now is, uh, you know, sep- middle September in, in 2021. And, uh, We've had two competitions already, uh, Brownsburg High School and the Dayton Bands of America Regional. So we're right, right in the swing of things where we're still learning drill and learning music, and and but also going out and competing and putting on the Superman suits, as I call it. Um, so it's <laughs> it's it's the busiest time of year in some ways, in that there's just a lot of different balls in the air. It's, it's so tough to try and be so many things to so many people when we were all, it almost felt like nothing to no one uh, this time last year. Uh, and I know that there were, there were programs in the country that were able to really make last fall go, but I can tell you this is radically different from what I was doing in mid-September a year ago. So it's been tough to get back in the swing of things fully. Yes, it's been great. Yes, it's been wonderful. I was reading all the feedback on Facebook about uh, bands that were out competing. We actually will go to our first competition next week at our, our own home stadium. But I can tell that teachers were excited and exhausted all at the same time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everybody's kind of feeling it right now. Um, I know I stayed home from school on Friday and I missed the Dayton Regional because I had a fever, not COVID, fortunately, I took a test. Uh, but it, whether it's COVID or not, a fever sucks. So <laughs> That's right. You know, it's, it's funny because we sort of think that nothing else exists. 
you either have COVID or you're completely healthy. Yeah. It's sort of like we, we think that the flu just went away and that sinus infections are a thing of the past and allergies are gone forever. Right. So now I, I can tell you just uh, as a, a direct correlation of that, we've had more absences in this first third of the marching season than probably all seven years before combined. Yeah, let's start with healthier, even though usually we say happier first in our intro, but let's start with healthier because that's obviously a topic of, of uh, you know, that's at the top of the mind right now. Um, so you're, you're struggling with your students not being at rehearsals uh, as often as they were in the past. Sure. Well, and I, I think we could look at this as physically healthier and mentally healthier, social, uh, you know, social, emotional. Um, on the social, emotional side of the healthier, I've had to really let go of some things. Uh, you know, I want to know where the kids are. I want to make sure that none of them are trying to pull a fast one. Don't we all? You know, I think all of us are worried that, you know, the kids are tricking us and we don't want to be a fool. At the same time, I have excused more absences that I would never have excused two or three years ago. A student saying, uh, you know, my, my stomach is upset. Like, I just, I just don't feel good. Okay, go home, get, get better and come back. Because I think we're all seeing that, uh, as we said earlier, COVID is not the only thing that's in existence. I know it's a big part of it, but kids, they carry that COVID mantle all the time. And so when something else piles on top of it, they just don't have the fortitude that they once did. And that, that really bothered me for a while uh, until it happened to me. And, uh, you know, I had uh, some elbow problems this week, I had to go get a shot in my elbow. And it was like, you know, normally I would just bounce back from that and I would be okay. But man, it took its toll on me because of how emotionally weak I was before. Yeah. I've had a similar experience with my shoulder. I, you know, I went snowboarding last February and, and fell on my uh, right shoulder. And ever since my thumb has been tingly, almost numb on the mm. right side. So I've had, I don't know, like 16 or 20 physical therapy appointments and two different doctors and um, two MRIs. I've got all the stuff oh that I'm goodness. always trying to figure out and, and, and doing all these exercises every morning. My morning routine is like, 35 minutes long before I even take a shower or eat breakfast. So I think what the advice that not advice, maybe the, the, the words that I would say to any fellow director out there is cut yourself a break and, and maybe cut your students a break. Yes. We all want to have our uh, discipline. We want to have our high standards. I think that between Carmel and Wando, we have, high standards and we do try to hold our kids very accountable and I've I've found that in trying to push those standards as opposed to trying to push understanding and cooperation with these families you you will push them right out the door um, it does because seem like that's as part of this too right now oh yeah absolutely it is how uh, we need to quit anything and everything at any moment and it, it's such a dangerous precipice that we're on that I feel like well, I that hope that doesn't continue, you know, into this entire decade, uh, you know, of students right. and parents. I just I don't see that as being sustainable for creating people to go out in the world. I mean, we've always said that, you know, the reason that that band life is something that you and I are, are still a part of in our 40s is 
because when we were in high school, we learned all these lessons and right. we're, we're trying to impart a lot of those lessons to our students in responsibility and leadership and, you know, stick to And, you know, if all that goes out the window because of, you know, the last couple of years, that's really sad. You know, where, where else are they going to get those sorts of life right. lessons? Do you know where I, do you know who I think is getting hit the hardest? I know band programs, music programs, arts in general are getting hit, but I think colleges are getting hit very intensely with this because students are going to college with this idea of this is going to be fun and I'm free and this is great. And then when the class demand comes in, they're out the door. Uh, I don't know in your area, Jeff, if you're seeing that, but I'm seeing a rise in very fine high school students who go off to college and do not last very long. And I feel, I feel badly for them because I think they have all the skills, but they didn't necessarily have the structure or the scaffolding to stick to the, the, the goal that they set for themselves. I would say with having two boys in college myself right now, I know that Connor, you know, Connor's doing ROTC and political science, and he's in charge of a couple different clubs for ROTC. He's very busy. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, he, he was used to being busy in high school and still getting his mm-hmm. stuff done. He's never been the A number one student around, and, and he still isn't, and he'll, he'd be the first one to tell you that. But he is going to outwork the people around him. Mm-hmm. You know, my freshman in college, he he had a year and a half of high school during COVID where he really didn't have to work very hard at all. And right. fortunately, every time I call him, he's busy and working. Right. Um, so I'm I'm actually really hopeful. I haven't seen his grades, obviously. I won't for a while, but I, it sounds like he's figured out how to work again. Um, and he didn't have any preconceived notions of, I'm going to go to college and this is going to be a breeze. Yeah, so that's good. Well, I, you know, to, we talked about being healthier. I think the happier side of the band director, uh, you know, we talked you know, the healthier side, kind of giving yourself a break, but the happier side is understanding that the band is not the single reflection of you. I think so many times we as band directors tie our <laughs> everything, our vision of ourselves, our sense of accomplishment, our sense of growth, our sense of creativity into the band. And I would say right now, that's, I don't know that that's possible all over the country. I just think that it's, it's a thing where it's probably, um, uh, an, uh, a version of that, but not the complete one. I would say last year, this time, it wasn't even remotely resembling anything that I would have designed. Now it's something that I would have designed, uh, but not quite <laughs> followed through to the, to its completion, like I wanted it. Yeah. So I think that idea of, I am not my band, my band is not me and it's accomplishments or lack thereof do not define whether I'm a good husband, whether I'm a person, whether I'm a good wife, whether I'm a good spouse, whether I'm a good music teacher even. I just don't think that we're in a place still where that can be the marker of your accomplishment. Yeah, and there, I'm definitely guilty of times in my life where, you know, accomplishments at marching band, you know, could make or break my whole day or my whole week or, you know, like especially toward the end of the season, you get so wrapped up in it that everybody around you is like, hello, we're still here. 
you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I think last year having a shorter season, you know, we still did a, a field show and all that, but it was a lot shorter season and we didn't rehearse quite as, quite as much. Um, I was a much more balanced person. This yes. year I kind of feel a little off balance again. And, you know, I was talking to Andy Cook the other day, a DCI judge, and he teaches at Carmel. And he's like, man, before COVID, we just did this every year. We just did it. We just did, you know, we, in the summer, we did the summer thing and school started and we, we, we did our classes and then we were here after school and then on Saturdays and we were tired, but it was fine. And then kind of after, after doing like marching band light for a year, um, he and I were both were like, man, I'm tired all the time, <laughs> you know? And so yes, it's, it's hard to be happy when you're tired all the time. So I've, I've been really trying to figure out my sleep, you know, how do I, yeah. how do I get to bed at a reasonable hour? Um, how, how do I get seven hours of sleep? Um, I've been tracking my sleep on my Apple watch for those of you out there who are working on sleep. There's this thing called auto sleep. Um, and it's great. He got me to too, download Robbie? it. Yes. I downloaded it when you told me to a couple yeah. of weeks ago. It's eye opening. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, I just slept for eight hours. And then your watch is like, surprise. It was a 60 out of 100 score. Right. Um, right. You know, I want to be an overachiever when it comes to sleep. I can tell too. you that right now. It makes me happier. <laughs> man. It does. That's exactly right. Uh, I think one of the other things that makes me happier right now is trying to enjoy in the happiness of the experience. Um, we've had some really great rehearsals this week. And it's been fun to see the kids laughing and joking. I'll, I'll tell you, on Saturday, I dyed my hair, Jeff. You did? I sure did. Um, That's awesome. It was what color hot, is it? Hot pink. Cool. Is it still that color? Um, it wants to be that color, okay. but I keep washing. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, we, we were doing a fundraiser, and uh, we the, the kids came to me and, and said, would you do certain things if we raised X amount of dollars? And I said, well, let's talk about what those are. And so they set out some things that were very benign. Like I, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, we do a whole physical training that we learned th- from Jeff Young uh, a couple of years ago and from Marching Health. And so we have 15 dedicated minutes at the beginning of every rehearsal that are just PT. So they said, we want to see Mr. Lambert do that with us. So I did. I looked great doing it. And then I came into my office. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then I came into the office and about had a heart attack. But who cares? It looked great on Instagram, right? Right. So so it all was wonderful. No, it was fun to do that with them. And they got a kick out of it. And we laughed about it a lot. Then it was, okay, well, if we get X dollars more, will you do a dunk tank? You know, on a hot Saturday, you better believe I will. That'll be great. And then they they got a little brave and they said, if we get to this, and it was a pretty sizable number, would you let us dye your hair? I said, well, let's let's define us <laughs> and right. and set terms for how long this is. So we came to an agreement, and sure enough, they raised it. So for the end of rehearsal yesterday, I came out. Uh, with my bright pink hair and we laughed a lot. I don't know that Bobby of five or 10 years ago would have done that. And I think that was a mistake. Yeah. I I thought that that would be want to shave off your eyebrow or something. Yeah. I I might have a little bit of a problem with that. 
Oh, well, there were some like we we have this jar of pickles that has become the mascot of the band. It's it's band kids. So like you understand that 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 in some bizarre way makes sense. And it's we've had it for a couple of years now and it still has pickles in it and they carry it to different rehearsals and different contests. And if I if they'd raised a very exorbitant amount, I would have taken a bite of one of those pickles, thankfully. That did not happen. But I, I guess I just I, I've kind of tried to look for things that we can do each week that instead of just the let me plan the rehearsals out to learn, it was okay, what can we do that's fun this week? We had a dress up day last Saturday. We will we'll have some some things this coming week that go on. We have some people coming in to work with the kids that are always fun. So, but I, I can tell you I've become more of uh, Julie from the Love Boat as far as being a cruise director and trying to plan entertainment for the kids, as well as trying to educationally set us up for success. And, and I would tell you doing that has actually made me happier. That's great. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that that's coming out as you're on the microphone, talking to them in rehearsals too. Just that, that little bit of happiness can carry over into you just messed that up three times in a row. You know, it can really kind of change your outlook. Mm -hmm. Very much. It, it, it puts the most important things first and foremost in your mind. And just, just seeing the kids laugh and joke. It, I think sometimes we feel like when they mess something up, it's through lack of effort. But the real truth is it's often a lack of communication or a lack of experience or a lack of time. They haven't had time to get this done. And I found that now I, they, I have their best effort almost all the time. And so if they don't get something now, it's a very different thing. It's not an angry reaction. It's a, okay, what did I, there's, there's a step here that I'm missing. There's yeah, something that's I there. Miss? Yeah. What did I miss? How did I do this? And I'll, I'll, guys, I'm not sure exactly what to tell you here. This, uh, here's what it is. What are you not understanding? And we've had very frank, open conversations, more so than ever, of them saying, "Hey, we we didn't understand this. This is oh, okay. Honestly, that that it's been such a a pleasant change, and I think the kids have been emboldened to speak up a little bit more." Uh, and, and sometimes that's tough. It really is because they'll stand up for things that maybe they don't quite understand. <laughs> but I think that they've grown to trust us here enough to ask rather than demand. If they don't understand something, they'll ask. But anyway, all that to come back to that, that trying to make us all happier has made me happier in the process. And I think that's really important. I had something happen at Brownsburg uh, where we had our first competition. You know, I always set a, um, a block where, you know, it's called the pre-show block because we, mm -hmm. we stretch in it and we do across the floors in it whenever we're at a competition. And usually, you know, we have a small amount of space. And so I, I spent a lot of detail and I was like, okay, 12 wide here and then going back. And I was like, Meet the person on your left, say their name. Meet the person on your right, say their name. Okay, don't forget this. We show up to Brownsburg. You know, half the group is under the age of 16, and it's their first yes. time ever competing. They put their yes. suits on. They put their shakos on, and they just freaked out. Like, even though we spent five days in that block, they couldn't remember where to go. And I just kind of was like, I just kind of laughed. You know, I was like, I can scream at people, but like, 
it's not going to help. And, nope. and, you know, we're in our suits ready to do this. So I just kind of let it happen. And then, you know, we talked, um, the Tuesday after that and I was like, guys, what the heck happened? And, you know, they kind of passed the blame around. They played that game. <laughs> and again, I was like, I kind of want to flip my lid right here. Mm. Right. Mm. I hate it when you pass the buck, you know, and then I finally just was like, Hey, uh, brass leadership team come over here i just explained to him yeah. we can't do that again we, we only have 15 minutes right. in warm-up it's you know and and so i've had to really check myself and like even like pretend i'm happy when i want to like flip right. my lid because right i'm remembering half these little children these children you know i hate to call <laughs> high school kids children but like they're really young. Half our group is really young and inexperienced in, in com- competition. So they actually did better performing the show than warming up. So that that's fine. Good. And I've seen that happen, but in the opposite, where they, they did okay warming up, but then the nerves took over when they were out there. So it, it shows you that their capacity is not what it once was due to lack of experience more than anything. Uh, you know, that was the first competition for half of your program. Right. And same with us. We actually, on Saturday, we practiced walking on three times because I knew, you know, the first time they didn't understand that they had to be really careful about where they set things up. And so we'd set it up and then, you know, I showed them like, okay, if we had done the drill, these people would have gotten hurt because this flat was in the wrong place. And this, you know, I kind of even purposefully looked for some of those things. So we tried it again a second time and they were much more careful, but they took extra time. It was like, okay, so now we have to find the balance between this is the time limit and this is the level of care we need to have. And so they did that again and it was, it was there, but I thought if we had not done that, which I have done before. I'm sure every band director is on the bus going to their first competition. And then you realize, oh no, we haven't done the walk on yet. Or, oh no, we're coming in from the opposite direction. Yeah. It, for me, it's always the color of the hashes and what the yes. focal point is for when you turn in with the horns. I'm always like walking up to the tunnel, wherever we are. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to look. Well, so I think that leads us right into the more productive side of this of, okay, we need to all remember that these are new folks with us. I have a a dear friend who teaches in Texas and he teaches at a 910 high school and they have a marching band there. And then there's another, uh, the the varsity band is at the 1112 campus. And he, he talked to me at length about this one summer about how they always have new members who have never done marching band before. And that's the majority of their marching band. And we talked about some of the ways that they do that. And they said, you know, it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of consistency and it's a lot of explaining over and over and over again, you know, clarity, clarity, clarity in in all of this. So I think that for us, you know, I send out um, notices every Sunday and I used to just put them together Sunday afternoon and send them out. Now I'm putting them together on Wednesday before letting assistants and even some band parents look over it to make sure it's right and then sending it out from there. I just want to be really, really very clear so that we don't have miscommunication. That's a good idea. I think my, my thing with being more productive is, you know, I go, 
I went in and did a couple clinics this summer with other groups and, you know, um, maybe put in some exercises they hadn't done before. And, um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing leaving them, I, I would say don't obsess about one or two of those exercises that we went over. It's more about, you know, making sure that holistically you're getting better moving and marching and dancing. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, sometimes what happens to decrease productivity is just, you know, like obsessing about this one brass exercise or this one marching exercise or this one percussion lick or whatever. We, you know, we're getting to that part of the season where we have to march in time and play our music well, you know, and everything else is kind of secondary to that. So I guess being more productive at, at this time of year for me in Carmel is I'm, I'm just, I'm everywhere on the field just finding individuals and, you know, not obsessing about every single detail, but obsessing about making sure that every rep, one kid gets a comment. I would tell you that we've been playing around with roles a little bit here at Wando. Um, for example, I have not run, well, I ran the rehearsal a little bit on Saturday, the walking on, but I have not run a rehearsal yet this season. And we're doing that intentionally. We kind of have a big plan that we're following, but I've encouraged our staff members. If they were typically were tower music people, I wanted them on the field doing music. And some of our field people, I wanted them up in the tower, not even necessarily to give comments, but to just keep changing perspectives because I think we get so entrenched and what we're doing. And sometimes you do need that. Don't get me wrong, but I can, I can tell you that in being on the field, I've learned a lot more kids. I've learned their names. I've learned much more about them than I ever knew in a previous year. And I think that I would tell you that as I have moved up to the tower, uh, I bring a lot more to the table with, okay, I, I know how to reach this kid now so I can fix this this way. I, I'm embarrassed to tell you that there were years, well, there were every year, there would be a time on the tower where I would look at, my, at one of the assistant directors or one of the other staff members and say, I don't know that kid's name. They're not in my concert band. And even though we've been together for months, I just can't recall their name. You know, sometimes that happens, but uh, it happened a little too much. And now that's, that's not the case at all. I really feel like I know the kids. So that's helped me to be more productive, to, to get a different perspective of um, what we're supposed to be doing at rehearsal and to try and get more uh, eyes on what we're doing and, and asking some of the people I work with, hey, what do you think about this? We're trying this. How does that go? I've found that if my, if my idea holds water, it works really – if the adults that hear it feel like it holds water, then – it works really well with the kids when I don't pass it through them. Uh, so that's when we have some problems that come up. So it, we're really wanting to save you some steps on things, but the truth is right now, I don't think you can. I think you need to ha be willing to go through the extra steps to make it right and to make it good. I think every program should do that, including ours. I think, you know, you should have different perspectives from the tower. Um, I think you should, make people feel um, included staff members, you know, mm -hmm. all the staff members make them feel included in, in, you know, um, I feel valued for my opinion, not just on this lower on the field kind of stuff, but up here as well. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, what if you're sick? 
<laughs> you know, if the person right. from the box is sick one day and you're like, Hey, can you run it today? I'm like, no, I don't know any of the chunks. <laughs> you know? Right. That, I, you know, there have been a number of times where I've been asked to, to go up in the box um, over the years. I say a number of times, like three times in the last three years. But, you know, every time I'm like, I have to sit down and look at, okay, what are the chunks we usually do? Because right. for me, I never have to decide that. I just clean what I'm seeing. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great, great productivity hack there is to make more people comfortable in more roles. Mm-hmm. When we do, I'll, I'll send out the schedule about an hour before rehearsal. And it's not like that. There are many, I don't want any staff member to be surprised. Uh, if there's something on the schedule, I want them to say, oh yeah, we talked about that on Saturday or, oh, you know, I ask for this. The only time I want them to be surprised is if they don't see it on the right day. You know, we here's, here's our Monday, Tuesday, Thursday layout here are the goal I, and I just kind of let them know here's here are the are the goals for the week and we we go by the minutes and it's it's the same thing almost every single day as far as our warm-up routine it's exactly the same amount of time they might hit different stuff but it's the same amount of time in the same place because uh, I want that consistency but I also will say you know uh, our woodwind one of our woodwind staff members really want us to hit this musical element today so that's where we're starting and I've seen man, they, they walk differently. They carry themselves differently when they know that they've helped guide the full program. And I think they should, if not, yeah, if, if not, are they the right person to be working with the kids? And I, you know, I, I know we can't always pick every single staff member, but boy, I do want people that could, I'll say this, uh, when I have missed a Wando marching, well, I actually missed it Tuesday night to go to a band parent meeting. We have our big contest coming up. And so I wanted to be there and I had no doubt there were three to four to three to five people that could have run that rehearsal and, and been really good at what they did and, and helped our kids a lot. And I love that feeling. I got to tell you, I really do, but it's taken us time to get there. Don't be afraid, directors, to let staff members help you, even if they don't do it correctly at first. Because I will remind you, you've run some pretty bad rehearsals in your time. Yeah. I guarantee it. Maybe other people didn't notice, but you did. And I would also remind you those first few years when you were planning and doing rehearsals, they were bad. Just in case you were wondering, they were bad. And you know it now, but you didn't then. The only way you figured it out was because you saw it didn't lead to what you wanted. So I think that led allowing staff members to, to mess up a little bit with your guidance makes everything more productive in the end because you can pass more and more things off as you go. Absolutely. How about creativity, Bobby? Any creativity in your life right now? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's we're in we're in kind of a fun phase with the show. We've got really the the vast majority of it is on the field. And there's some of it where you're like, wow, that is great. And as great as that moment is, the next moment is not. (laughs) And so we're getting to be, okay. how can we do this? Is this a visual issue? Is this a musical issue? And we know it's an effect issue. Almost everything that we're dealing with right now is, man, the effect was so good here, here, and here. And now we have a lull. So is this a musical response now? Is this a visual response? Sometimes it's really easy. 
uh, you know, some of the things that we've changed and tweaked over the years that were really super simple became some of our most effective things that we did. Um, I, I'll give you a really quick example. In 2014, we had not explored visual choreography for the band to a very high degree at that point. It was still relatively new for us and for our program. And so we did some choreography that didn't have to necessarily be coordinated. For example, we had them drop to the ground and we had the sound effect that sounded like you were pounding something. And we had them all, the entire band pound the ground twice. They could do it however they wanted. They just needed to look forceful. Yeah. Now, I would tell you the reason we did that is because we knew we wouldn't have to clean it because we were still so young with that. And the crowd at our first football game went nuts when we did that. <laughs> went absolutely nuts. It was the first time the student section had actually paid attention to the halftime show. And everybody came to me after and were like, oh, my gosh, Mr. Lambert, that was so good. I really enjoyed that show. I was like, what, what part did you like? That pounding part. That was just so cool that that sound effect did that. I was like, OK. <laughs> two minutes. Cool. Oh, at most. So sometimes we overthink something, you know, when it's like this is version uh, this is version Z of this, uh, that, that could be a little too much. And I can tell you, I've been in those slumps. I've been in those places. So just taking a video of something and sending it to somebody, you know, Jeff, I don't know if you remember, but over the years I'd, I'd sent like something to you, like, Hey, this is what we're, we've taken, what you did and we've adapted it to this. What do you think? And just, Oh, that works. Or maybe try this. I've sent things to Greg Bim before. Hey, we just changed this chord. What do you think? Uh, Jay Bo cook before, like all kinds of people will just send a video. Hey, what do you think about this? And they'll give us feedback that we've agonized on for days in about three minutes. So the, my suggestion about being more creative is be more communicative, be willing to ask for help, uh, send, send your mentor or send somebody strong. Hey, could you watch this five minutes and tell me what you think? Uh, tell them as little as possible. Don't tell them what you think is wrong. Just let them find it. Yeah, that's good advice. I know that since, you know, I write a couple of drills a year and I know that this time of year, you know, people ha don't have their entire shows yet a lot of times. And so now mm -hmm. they're writing their notes on their closers. A lot of people do it this late, you know? Right. Um, but they're, they put so much less creative effort into the counts sheets and the notes about what they want that I would rather just, you know, I, I, I thought about telling one of the one of the people that I write drill for, you know what, I don't need notes just because I, I know you're busy. Just I'll just write this. If you hate it, right. we can talk about it. But like I just need to do it, <laughs> you know? And so we, you know, when we have our um band director, um sorry, dynamic marching band show design course that, that we put together, Bobby and I did. And um, you know, it talks a lot about planning out pretty much your whole show before you start um, teaching right. any of it. And, and that way you're not, you're not, you know, right in the middle of September doing all this other stuff. Now I've got to try to be ultra creative about the most important part of my show besides the first impression, which is the last impression. Mm -hmm. And so, right. um, you know, if, if, if there's a band director out there who's 
you know, you're, you're still teaching drill, you're teaching all day long, you're starting to compete and you still don't have notes out for your closer. You know, if I were you, I would lock yourself in a room for four hours with no Mm -hmm. cell phone and just start writing in a pad of paper, all the ideas, (laughs) because you're going to be too distracted to come up with anything creative. And the end of your show is going to be boring compared to the beginning. Uh, and isn't that, uh, that, to me, the closer is, is maybe one of the scariest things to do. And I've, I've had more than one show that was going beautifully until the closer and it just lost its way. It's so easily done. Uh, I think that's exactly right, Jeff. And I, there's a place here in our school library that I go and can hide. And I actually, I did it two weeks ago for just that reason. We were, we needed some rehearsal notes. We, we had a lot of lists, but it wasn't organized in a way that we were going to really be able to take a bite out of it. And so I knew that if I could organize what everybody wanted, we could really make some ground. And so I went into a room, I left my cell phone here at the office <clears> and I told them, don't come and get me unless the building's on fire <laughs> and, yeah. or, or a kid is on fire. One of the, actually a kid more importantly. And it, it, it was big. We're still using that, that those hours as a, uh, we're still gaining the rewards of just doing that and setting things aside. So I, I think that's exactly right. Like the, sometimes the creativity won't come exactly at the right time, but you have to give it the time to allow it to happen. Does that make sense? Was that really confusing, Jeff? Am I getting too artsy right now? Okay, good. And I think besides being creative, like artistically, you know, one of the things that I've had to do lately is be creative with dealing with certain students yeah. Um, and not dealing with them in a way that I would have in the past. Um, right. You know, I have a, a very severely autistic student in one of my classes, and um, I, I didn't get the paperwork or the email from the resource teacher on day one. So I had uh-huh. the student before I ever saw the paperwork, and it was a disaster, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, like um, defiant and slammed one of the school computers on the floor and I was like, Oh boy, I'm not equipped, you know? Right. And so I have, you know, I've had to be real creative because all of her teachers are saying she doesn't talk to me. She doesn't do anything for me. And I found that if I just get all the way down to her level, Mm -hmm. in fact, like even below her eye level and talk really quietly to her, she'll talk to me really quietly. I but see. If I talk to her in a normal speaking voice, she flips out and leaves the room. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've never had to do that before. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've just had to be creative with that. You know, our flute section this year, you know, they have some, you remember when we did the podcast about the uncool list? Yes. You know, they have a lot of the uns this year, you know. Okay. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that podcast. It talks a lot about how each student is unique and each problem that you have with a student is unique um you know uncoordinated and unfit and uh unmotivated those are all very different strategies and and we kind of did a podcast all about that but i think just within my flute section i have like five of the uns (laughs) (laughs) so i've had to be real creative just you know and they're all getting better there Um, you go not not up to the level not all of them are up to the level where we want them but man if i had to put a lot of energy into reaching 
I think to, to finish off my side of the creative part <clears throat> is just the word patience. Uh, you're talking about uh, the way that we're dealing with students. And I, I have certain students in our program that normally it would have been a, hey, we need to make a decision today if you're continuing or not. If you're going to continue, you have to do these things. If you're not, it has to, you know, that this is it. This is what we do. And I've, I've really tried to avoid that kind of confrontation with any student. We've had some that have really taken advantage of some of our, um, I don't want to say naivete, but more the, the relaxed restrictions that we're doing this year. We've had a couple of people take take liberties with that, that I normally would have nipped in the bud and finished. And now I'm really trying to, let me, let me help you understand why this is a bad idea. Let me show you the repercussions that you're causing toward other people by missing rehearsal for a really silly reason. Let, let me try and I, I'm trying really hard not to go the ultimatum route though. The, the the guy Bobby Lambert wants to get it fixed right now. I need to get this done, and I need to get this on a new path today. And like you know, when you were saying that they they have those things that are wrong, but they're getting better now. Are they the best? Are they great? Are they even good? Probably not right now. But can you see some progress from a month ago? Yeah. I would say the same thing with some of my un students right now. They're they're not folks that would normally made it in the band before. However, the folks that are here, there is something in them that makes them want to be here right now. It would have been really easy to quit and walk away, and yet they haven't. So I keep kind of uh, trying to cater to that that is within them that makes them want to be here and be a better band member and a better person. Hopefully I just, I, I don't want to give up on those people without really uncovering every stone. Yeah. Wow. That was deep, man. We, <laughs> for the first one back, it was like, wow. Okay. We've got a lot. I think we've got a lot on our minds, a lot on our hearts. And I, I hope directors can hear that we're trying to be very sincere and we'll both tell you it's not perfect. Uh, if yeah. you came and watched our programs, I know you would say, well, you know, you said on this podcast, this, and here's where you went completely against it. You're correct. Hey, Absolutely. Can I just rant for just two seconds? Go. This TikTok thing with the bathrooms uh, makes me want to murder children. <laughs> Not oh, literally. the whole stealing stuff and all that. What is? Okay. Yeah. Rant over that and the well that and not wearing masks properly. We have to wear masks. We all have to yes. do it. I don't know if you guys do. We start Monday, Jeff. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We, we started the year with two days of no masks at all. Then they were like, you know what? For abundance of caution, we're going to go ahead and do masks again. Um, but like, I would say a solid 30% of the school refuses to wear them properly. And, and, uh, you know, th this is like, so if you think like marching band is stressing you out right now as a director, go mm -hmm. talk to any classroom teacher. Um, there's just a lot of stress going around and, you know, a lot of it has to do with getting kids to work harder after COVID and the mask thing and this stupid social media stuff that's driving kids to do vandalism. Um, right. I think we all kind of need to band together and, and 
yes, social emotional learning is important. All the SEL stuff, but also discipline is important. Right. You know, so, um, one of the, I think my happy spot as a teacher is in the middle of SEL and discipline. Right. It's not all SEL and it's not all, you know, 1980s, um, you know, Bob Knight (laughs) throwing the chair as a (laughs) basketball coach, you know, it's in the middle somewhere there. It's in the middle. I hope we can rest there at some point. Absolutely. And just having frank conversations with, okay, why is this bad? Do you think it's funny on TikTok? Let me tell you what has to happen. All the people that have to change things and fix things for that to go. And how many maintenance people does it take to get to do this? And what if that was your mom or your dad, or your grandmother, or your, because it is someone's yeah, mom, I know, I know dad, the, or grandmother. the story that you always tell about Greg yep. and, and we, mm-hmm. can, we can get into that at some other podcast, but, um, you know, Greg Brem had a great way of, of teaching those students a lesson about not throwing away their trash. I don't right. know if that would work with this generation though. I yeah. Think I think that they've, they, they've, well, but you're trying to, um, squelch my rights. I want to do this. Uh, rights are one thing. Nobody should take away your rights, but your wants are not priv- they're, they're not guaranteed because you want to do something or you're trying to entertain someone by hurting others. Yeah. Because that's really if you if you follow this logic, that's what you're doing. I'm going to hurt someone cause them pain, cause them inconvenience for others' entertainment. Um, If we think back into other societies, that got to be a really big thing. I heard the Romans were really big into let's hurt people, let's treat them as lesser human beings, and and that will be for everyone's amusement. And that didn't end very well. so it's that it's that whole idea of just thinking through the actions and I get it. I think some kids are bored. I think they're trying to, you know, find the balance between I'm wearing a mask all the time or I'm virtual or I'm not and I'm scared. But this is not the answer. This is not the right way to go. Fight the good fight, teachers out there. There you go. It's not easy. <laughs> But. And know it's know that we're we're with you, and we we love bringing you the ugly truth because I th- I think that both Jeff and I and I would say in our next few podcasts we're going to really focus on some of those happier, healthier things, and some of them will be where we're really messing up because if you ask me right now, is everything going well with your program? I would say no, it's not. Mm-hmm. We have some we have some issues that we need to fix, and uh, we're trying to but they're not there yet. So for all the band directors that are out there, we hear you, we feel the pain and bless you for keeping going. I have some good news. Please. Not that everything we just talked about was bad news, just the last five minutes, but <laughs> um, <laughs> good news is uh, connect through music.com. Uh, um, they actually are hosting the dynamic marching courses and videos now, and their website is up and going. And, um, the, the price that they're offering that for is ridiculously low. It's $50 for two years. Wow. <laughs> so um, that's good for everybody listening right now. Um, they get to get all the dynamic marching courses and videos for 50 bucks for two years and access to all of the library of, uh, they have instrumental, you know, every single instrument. The, oh, wow. Beginner. Mm-hmm 
some of them they have the intermediates filmed and edited as well but the goal is over time is to have lessons on you know each instrument from sixth grade all the way through 12th grade um, supplements for teachers just extra homework videos they can assign that kind of stuff so Joel Denton did something on there on um, you know classroom management um, there's some really good stuff so absolutely and you should know that that this is being organized by a lot of band directors yeah this isn't just some business folks up in a boardroom saying what do these teachers want it's band directors saying what do band directors need yeah, john miller from Amer american mm -hmm. fork high school in utah has really been instrumental in the the education side of this this uh, website so we're really excited about it absolutely absolutely and we're still having trouble getting Vipers and Velocities in. I, I didn't get a chance to tell Bobby about that, but uh, the Viper and Velocity shoes have been stuck on a container ship, I think in Portland, Oregon, or Washington, or something like that for a oh, while. No. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos from the ports out there, but everything's really backed up. Oh, but no, some, I did not. Some people are having trouble getting those shoes, but uh, that should be should be taken care of in the next couple of weeks. Uh Sorry, everybody, if you're, if you're going through that, we luckily got ours in, but we order way back in August and, oh boy, it's, if it's not one thing, it's another, right? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks okay. for listening, everybody. And until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert. And this is That Band Life.